The Bengals have made their moves and the initial 53-man roster is complete. We'll talk about some of the surprises and what's to come in addition to some external targets for the Bengals as they move toward week one. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Thanks for subscribing, thanks for following, and thanks for making us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. James, we're going to lead today with your favorite, not your favorite. I like to joke that it's your favorite specialist. Drew Christman in a bit of a surprise, <laughs> the way we were both leaning before the cutdown is waived by the Cincinnati Bengals on Tuesday and they're cut down to 53 and Kevin Huber has won the job. Zach Taylor, speaking about it afterward in a press conference, cited Huber's consistency, knowing what they're going to get with him. It was a coin flip to me. And mm-hmm. I guess the way the Bengals see it is that if it is all else equal, they opted to go with a guy that they know more about, that they feel like they have more history with, that they feel more comfortable with. And, and you hear Taylor talk about it all the time. This coaching staff values consistent consistency very, very highly. So perhaps we shouldn't be surprised, but it seemed like there was a possibility there for a youth movement. It did. And, and I, I think that there was a shot at that. And I went back and looked at some of the numbers. And, you know, I, I think fans did as well. And I think the key number, and this has to do with directional, this has to do with consistency. Well, there were two. The first of which, Drew Chrisman, a long punt of 65 yards. Oh, man. Look, that is just boomed it. How did that end? What was the net on that? It was 45 yards because it was a touchback. Which and is so still pretty good that, for what it's worth. It is good, no doubt about it. But it's not as, as good as, oh, well, instead of booting this 65 yards, I'm going to boot it 52 yards, and they're going to be at the 9. Yeah. Or, or they're at the 13. And that goes to the other number. Kevin Huber didn't even punt in the second game, the second preseason game against the Giants. He did hold uh, on kick attempts, but did not punt. And guess what? He had three touch or, or three, excuse me, inside the 20, three punts inside the 20, no touchbacks. And Drew Christman had one inside the 20, obviously the touchback, which I just mentioned. And I think that that just kind of highlights it a little bit. Yeah, he might not have as big of a leg. We obviously know how good he is as a holder. And by the way, I did see online some Drew Christman slander holding-wise. He's been great as a holder, so this isn't that. But I, I just think when you have this type of team that is a Super Bowl contender, they were like, look, I know what I'm going to get with Kevin Huber, and he's going to be able to pin opposing teams inside the 20 much more often. Now, in the back of his own end zone, in the back of his own goalpost, would you rather have Drew Christman just – kick it as hard as he can and punt it downfield. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But I, I think that's why the Bengals went with Huber. Is it a bit of a surprise? Yeah, I, I was leaning Chrisman. I, I felt like it, it was going to to be him, but it was a 51-49. I didn't feel strongly about it like I did about 
let's say left guard or the receivers or insert mm-hmm. whatever over the past few weeks we've talked about. So good for Kevin Huber. He's going to set a Bengals record for games played with his next game. And uh, Drew Chrisman, I think he's going to be on a, an NFL roster this season and worst case Bengals practice squad to start. But uh, I, I think he's going to be on a roster. Yeah, I think they would like to get him onto the practice squad to be sure. The description or, or the distinction of punting out of your own zen, end zone versus punting from, you know, the middle of the field, I think it's really important. And this is why I would have probably landed on Chrisman. Because if I'm in the middle of the field and I'm the Bengals, I'm expecting to get points. With with Evan McPherson especially and this team's willingness to kick longer field goals, they're not going to be punting from inside the 50 very often this year, which is where that control will really matter. And yeah, when you can kick it 65 yards, then that, that touchback comes into play a little bit deeper. When you're on your own 45, for example, a 55-yard punt is probably five yards too many. And, and I understand wanting Huber for that. But, but where I think my decision would come down is give me the guy that can flip the field when it's harder to do that, right? Mm -hmm. When you're back inside your own 20, give me a chance to put the other team back at their own 20 instead of, you know, the the, the more directional, the more control. But I understand either way. There there was very little to separate these two guys in terms of results. There's a, uh, a, a Twitter account, the punt runs, they're puntalytics. They do, they do punt analytics and, True, true to the narrative, Kevin Huber's value on pin deep punts was higher, and Drew Christman's value on open field punts was mm. higher. So it backs sense. up backs up the narrative there, I think, quite a bit. One of the other moves that might have surprised some fans, James, was the release of Mike Thomas. He's a vested veteran, the wide receiver Mike Thomas, to be clear. I don't know, man. I think half of our listeners have, have been wanting him gone and crowning Kwame Lasseter and Kendrick Pryor and all these other guys. Go ahead. I don't know about half, but certainly a vocal, a lot, dude, a vocal a lot. portion. They're the loudest, for sure, the loudest supporters uh, of of the young guys. But he will be back. There's a reason that he was chosen for the veteran outright release, and it's because the Bengals have done this with him before, and he was comfortable with it before. They're not going into the season with five wide receivers, and if your plan is to have a sixth. That's my nightmare. Five receivers, nightmare. Yeah, obviously. Your actual favorite position. If if they're going to go with six, you would rely on the guy that you can sign back almost immediately. And there Mm -hmm. are some deadlines we can talk about as to when things will happen. So uh, Mike Thomas will be back. It's just a matter of time. Zach Taylor said that Cam Taylor-Britt and Khaled Kareem, for example, are going to the injured reserve. At that time, probably what happens is Jesse Bates is activated. That will probably happen on wednesday maybe as you're listening to this and then mike thomas will be back those are the two moves that are going to come tomorrow unless the bengals are awarded any of their waiver claims and we can talk about when all that stuff will happen too yeah yeah we'll dive into who they could potentially target there um i know a lot of people were surprised shocked whatever you want to say uh, about the the wide receiver fallout i mean if you would have told me in five receivers i'd have been like what like, and even though it's for a day, and obviously you explain the Mike Thomas stuff, so I don't need to go into that. This is why you listen to Locked on Bengals. Neither of us had Kendrick Pryor, Kwame Lasseter, or Trent Irwin making the team. And I know a lot of fans are like, man, I just – the the Tom uh, the Tom guy from Detroit, I, I forget. I, I want to say Tom Robinson. It's not. It's Tom something. Um, 
he had he had a huge game for Detroit as a receiver. Guess what? He got released. Like these guys across the league, they go off, and it's like, oh man, they really like these young guys, but they can't give them a roster spot. And that's where the Bengals are with Lassiter, Pryor, and and Irwin. And I I think that odds are good that they keep all three. All three. I would on on the practice squad. I would bet though that two of the three for sure. I think they yeah. want all three in there. You have a 16-person practice squad. Why wouldn't you want the, those three guys? They're all different, um, and, and they do different things. You know, Lasseter can be your um, your Trent Taylor security almost. A, a guy like Irwin can do, uh, you know, multiple different things. And then a guy like Pryor, you just want to keep him in your system and keep grooming him, I think. So that's where I think the Bengals are at. But it didn't surprise me that they, you know, released those three receivers, and, and we'll see – if they can sneak all three onto the practice squad. I'm optimistic. I would be shocked if at least two of the three weren't on the practice squad when things are all said and done. Two of the three I could absolutely very easily see. Don't quite expect all three quite as much, but you could also see it, especially with Travion Williams and and Alan George making the team. Those are two guys that I had penciled in for the practice squad that instead, for now at least, will be on the 53-man roster. And there were a couple of, of surprises. I don't know if quite surprise is a word, but things that didn't go exactly chalk. We talked yesterday mm-hmm. about how it probably won't go exactly as we expect because there's always like IR moves that yep. are going to come that, that we don't anticipate or don't know enough about to, to write in stone. We know about those now. We'll talk about the guys who made the team instead and what to expect in the next couple of days, the next 24 to 48 hours or so as as roster manipulation continues and then we'll talk about some external guys too coming up next but first i got to tell you about linkedin jobs because you're gearing up for fall and so is your small business and you want to hire reliable candidates candidates that are going to be consistent day in day out be on time and do their job well linkedin jobs is here to help. You can create a free job post in minutes to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people with LinkedIn jobs. Simple tools, simple tools, screening questions. They make it easy so you can focus on candidates with just the right skills. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Locked On Bengals is also brought to you by Prize Picks, our DFS partner for 2022. You can go check it out at prizepicks.com. We've got a promo code for you as well that will get you started. And the thing about prize picks is it's different from the other DFF, DFS sites. You pick two to five players every week, and you'll choose will they go over or under their prize picks projection. That's all you've got to do every week. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people, the thousands and thousands of people that get into DFS on the other sites. It's just you versus the projections, and you can do it in any sport you watch, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, college football, college basketball. I mean, the list goes on. Even disc golf, cricket, for those of you like Ben Baby who enjoy cricket, can be part of the game 
safe and fast withdrawals operational in over 30 states and in Canada. The promo code will get you a 100% deposit match on up to $100. That promo code is locked on. So up to $100 in your initial deposit with promo code locked on, you're going to get that matched 100%. Prize picks will match your deposit, and that's pretty great. Free money. We love that here on Locked On Bengals. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 at prizefix.com. Let's keep things rolling with, well, a couple of surprises and, you know, or at least relative surprises. And I think the first one, it came pretty early on, on Tuesday, Paul Daner Jr. reporting Travion Williams was going to be the fourth running back. And I think that's where, to, to double back to the receiver conversation, I think that's where some were like, wait, you're keeping a fourth running back when you could have just kept Kendrick Pryor? Or you could have just kept Kwame Lasseter. And I thought that 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 part was interesting. But obviously the Bengals liked what they saw from Travion Williams and and felt the need to keep a a fourth back. And Zach Taylor spoke glowingly of Travion Williams in his press conference after after the cutdown. I mean, Mm -hmm. really impressed with what they've seen from it. And, you know, we've heard this from coaches before with Travion Williams. I think they really like him as a player and as the, the way he carries himself. We've heard about him in the same sort of vibe the same description for three years does things the right way has a great mentality and honestly produces when he gets onto the field he did have uh, a couple of unfortunate fumbles in in some regular season play in his career but here's what might have stood out to the Bengals if if he does indeed stick on the 53 as the week goes on as some of these other moves will happen one he was way up there in special team snaps among players who made the team. Got a heavy special teams workload in kick and punt coverage and on the kickoff return team. He wasn't returning kicks, obviously, but he's out there blocking quite a bit. Like Travion Williams, by the way, just a small note, Jeff Gunter, Alan George, Tyson Anderson, and Clay Johnson, the other kind of edge of roster guys who made the team, really heavy workload on special teams in the preseason. The other note outside of just special teams, which I think probably had a pretty big impact for Travion Williams, was Mm -hmm. that he was charted as a perfect pass protector in the preseason. He only had eight opportunities, which isn't a ton, Mm -hmm. but didn't give up a single pressure in any of those opportunities. And and for what it's worth, just going back to last year, Bengals running backs, Mixon had 55 pass blocking reps, Samaj Piran had 34 pass blocking reps, Chris Evans had seven pass blocking reps. So in this preseason, Travion Williams had more pass blocking reps than Chris Evans did all of last year in the regular season. And that's just a, a product of opportunity. Obviously, Travion Williams was playing a higher percentage of the snaps. But they got a fairly good look in three games at, at pass protection for Travion Williams. And he played well in those situations, in addition to the special teams play, in addition to being fairly productive as a runner. So if they were going to go with four backs, I can see why they would keep Williams. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if he's active on game day. I don't think we're going to see four active running backs a ton, maybe the beginning of the season if they need some special teamers. And it'll be interesting to see where he gets his opportunities. Is is he just going to be a special teamer? Because he does seem to still be behind Evans in terms of practical ways to use these guys on game day. For sure. And and, and so that's the thing. Is it still Joe Mixon and Zach Taylor doubled down? Not that there was much doubt, but Joe Mixon's going to get his full workload. It's not like that has anything to do with it. But is it Joe Mixon, Samaj Piran? Is it not? I think so. 
Right. You'd think so, but you just mentioned the pass blocking thing. And so that's the fine ointment for Chris Evans to a degree, mm-hmm. right? Is the, the question mark. I don't even think it's necessarily a flaw at this point, but they just wanted to get him reps in general. And Zach talking about that, why they left him in in the preseason uh, for as long as they did. So I, I wonder, I wonder how they're going to do this. Is this just an initial thing? Is this going to be how it is all season with four backs? I, I don't know, but that's certainly surprising. And I'm curious to see how, uh, you know, things go. Maybe they just got some intel that Trayvon Williams is going to get claimed. Who knows? I mean, NFL, play, you know, teams talk, players talk, agents talk. And so maybe that's what they did and they decided to pivot and they went that route and, they obviously take that into consideration when they're trimming the roster. Who do they think they can sneak onto the practice squad? Who do they not? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I will say this. Yeah, it is happy. You know, it's, it's an exciting thing to, to see. It made me happy to see Trevion make the team. Surprising, though, for sure. Um, the other thing that was exciting, I think for me, Jeff Gunter making the team. And I thought he was in, and we had him in on our 53. Still a seventh rounder. Still Coastal Carolina. Still not perfect, right? You know, it's not like he's a guy that was like a shoe in So it's like, hey, you feel good about it. But until I actually, you know, saw the list of names that were cut and who was waived and all those things, and Gunter wasn't on it, I, I still had at least just some doubt about whether or not he was going to make it. So you, you feel good about that. And then you mentioned Alan George. I feel really good about him making it, especially because this is a guy who emerged in the preseason, emerged in training camp, got some reps with the ones early. And with Cam Taylor Britt out now for at least four weeks, that's what Zach Taylor said. He's going to miss at least four games because he's going to be put on injured reserve. Um, it's it's good that they have somebody else. And also during this, Trey Flowers' emergence has been fun to watch, which you highlighted yep. the other day. So having George, having Flowers, it feels a little better now. I, I certainly feel a little better than I did when Cam Taylor Britt initially went down. Yeah, Alan George – as Zach Taylor said in his press conference again, improved as the preseason went on. And and they saw improvements from him in practice. You see some improvements from him in game situations, getting getting some ball productivity, as I like to describe it, getting some pass breakups in there in the preseason as well. Playing outside corner, which is where they need depth, is it's gonna be Trey Flowers first off the bench. I think there's an expectation with the with the moves they made that Eli Apple probably will be ready to go, but Cam Taylor Britt. Hopefully he gets back. We, we've seen this movie before with the Bengals where rookies lose a season to injury and it shouldn't be that for Cam Taylor Britt. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly hoping that it's not that. They wouldn't have kept him until after the cut down to 53 on the active roster unless they thought he would get back. So he should get back. Jeff Gunter, I, I think not terribly surprised, I guess, with with. Khaled Kareem's injury, as soon as Khaled Kareem goes to IR, which is the other move that is expected, mm-hmm. the Bengals will only have nine defensive linemen on the roster. They'll have six corners when he when, when Kareem and Cam Taylor Britt are on IR. They'll have six corners and five safeties. They'll have 11 defensive backs and nine defensive linemen. I feel like all nine of those defensive linemen are active on game day. Right now, maybe Gunter isn't like maybe, maybe they mm-hmm. maybe they go with an extra linebacker or something. But Gunter also played, like I said, a ton on special teams in this preseason, and I imagine he'll have a role there if he is active on game days, and he'll he'll be a rotational piece. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're probably still looking, probably at all of these positions in the defensive oh. trenches and at corner. 
I think they're probably still looking at tight end. I think they're probably still looking on the offensive line. We'll talk about some guys that hmm. perhaps they could target in coming days. And I'll just quickly get you the deadlines because there are some procedural things. We'll talk about those deadlines as well coming up next. But first, a word from Dave. Because let's be honest, we've all been in a situation at some point where we were a little tight on cash, where we needed a little bit extra to make ends meet, to get to that next paycheck. Maybe it is something is filling up your gas tank in your car or just got to catch up on a bill. Well, Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. In fact, there's no interest. There's no credit check needed. Dave is something that millions of people have already used and you could use it today with extra cash and get up to $500. So download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E and sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you with Dave. James, I know you're excited for this part of the show. We get to talk about a guy that we talked about before free agency. We'll, We'll talk about a few players, maybe even... Alex let's, add some dudes. let's add some dudes. Let's get some of these dudes on the team right now. Let's go. It, it is interesting because Zach Taylor pointed out it's a little bit harder to make waiver claims when you're, when you're picking 31st and the Bengals do have the 31st waiver priority. That doesn't mean you can't submit the claims. That doesn't mean you can't try, obviously. I don't think he's saying that. I think he's just saying it's a little bit harder. They can't count on it as much. They can't count on having that fifth or first waiver priority to, to fill holes if they – anticipate cuts elsewhere and so it does make it a little bit harder and i understand it from that perspective before we dive into the individual players though james let me just quickly throw some times out there so on wednesday at noon eastern time teams must have made their waiver claims and around that time teams will be notified notified if they were awarded those players off of waivers thus immediately afterwards we'll start seeing reports of practice squad signings coming out because Mm -hmm. after that waiver period is passed, teams can start to sign players to their 16-man practice squad. Then at 4 p.m., which is typically when we see the uh, roster move wire come out, Mm -hmm. teams can start to put players on their 53-man roster on the injured reserve list with eligibility to return after a minimum of four games. So Mm -hmm. tomorrow at 4 p.m., players will go on the IR. Tomorrow at noon, the teams will be notified if they're awarded players off of waivers. So that is the the timing that will happen on Wednesday before we see some of these guys we're about to talk about potentially get claimed. And uh, we'll see if the Bengals get in on any of the action, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they get in on it. Um, you know, the 31st waiver claim is, is interesting. Let, let's start with Leatherwood because it's obviously, you know, the 17th overall pick last year, a guy we talked about on the podcast a ton beforehand because it was the offensive line draft would he be there at 38 would he not well the Raiders said hell no we're taking him 17th and well that didn't work out um that being said I've seen a lot of people say ah well if the Raiders are willing to move on from him after one year I don't want him well guess what you shouldn't give a damn about what what the Raiders do because even though they're a talented team they've gotten it wrong and wrong and wrong again so that part of it to me whatever um now what does matter is the Bengals evaluation of Alex Leatherwood What does matter is where his headspace is. What does matter, does he go claimed or not? 
Does he get claimed or not? The Bengals will not claim Alex Leatherwood. I'll break the news right now. There's no way they're going to take on that guaranteed money for the next three years. They got some other guys that they're thinking about paying. But if he clears waivers, which is what I think is most likely, I mean, I'll just say it out loud, Jake. A 23-year-old who tested like an elite guard, who the Bengals had evaluated and evaluated last year pre-draft, went to Alabama, all of these things, um, was a teammate of Jonah Williams's. Is there a chance? I think there's at least a chance, and I would be open to it from that aspect because you're talking now about a one-year prove-it type deal, not a guaranteed rookie deal for a first-round pick. Do I think it's likely? I wouldn't say that. I think there's a lot of hoops that need to happen, but I would be open to it if he does clear waivers and if the Bengals are thinking about putting him at guard. I think that would matter because I think he's going to be a better guard than he would be a tackle, which obviously didn't work out well in one season in Las Vegas. Yeah, I think – the, with any offensive line claim, and and Alex Weatherwood was working a tackle, I believe, this preseason for the Raiders for what it, what it's worth. All of his snaps came at right tackle this preseason, not at guard, which is what he played a lot last year. Moving around, transitioning to the NFL, younger guy, you know, twenty two as a rookie, not young, young, but but not old. There's definitely still potential for Alex Weatherwood. Here's what makes me nervous about Alex Weatherwood. If you sign Alex Weatherwood, you're cutting somebody else on the offensive line from a depth position. And and maybe that's not the end of the world you're thinking. You're thinking, I don't like that depth anyway. I'm not very, maybe you're thinking, I'm not very excited about Isaiah Prince. I'm not very excited about Deontay Smith after that preseason. I remember what Hakeem Adenergy did in the Super Bowl. I don't need to see any more from Jackson Carmen. Maybe you're thinking all of these things. Maybe. Th- those would be reasonable things to think. But if if you're replacing like with like, and you're taking a gamble, it's just, I'm not saying there's like a better choice or like a, a sure thing out there that definitely improves the Bengals' depth. Any waiver claim, I think, on the offensive line bear, bears a little bit of risk, but he had such a rough first season. And for the Raiders, like you said, James, to be willing to move on from a first-round pick, you, you say I shouldn't mm-hmm. care about that. I, I do care about that to some degree. And, and it is a new regime and all that stuff, and I, I get that, but... I do wonder how that impacts how teams see him. And, you know, it, it's got to be so quick. Do teams mm-hmm. have time to do their due diligence and, and make a good decision about whether they want him on their 53-man roster? Well, he's going to go unclaimed. He's going to be a free agent. Like, I would be shocked if anyone – and so then, then – You're right. Because of the guaranteed money, that helps. And, and, and so then that's when I think the Bengals would at least – I don't think they're even really talking about Leatherwood right now. No. To be that guaranteed money, what the hell? That's that money could go to Logan Wilson or T. Higgins or, you know, insert Jonah Williams if you really want to talk about paying offensive linemen. So that that part isn't happening. But if he clears, could they have a conversation? Absolutely. And I I I actually think this. If if I'm Alex Leatherwood, much like insert whoever, think about the Bengals culture. Think about how it's it's really changed and it, it feels much different now than it did even a year and a half ago, two years ago, right? It's not just, I'm not going to just say Zach showed up and the culture changed. No, it just took some time. The Raiders culture was like awful last year. You had all the John Gruden stuff. You had all of these things go wrong and, and I get it. They were still good. They were still flat. He, he started every game, you know? And so he, he did get some reps, but were they, were they valuable reps because he was in a dumpster fire or not? So I think that the Bengals, if he clears waivers, 
should have a conversation and then maybe talk to him, maybe meet with him because they need offensive line help still. Mm-hmm. They just do. And two, he needs good culture, good structure. Yeah. And there yeah. are other teams that are also a good fit for that, that they maybe have a better track record of developing offensive linemen. If I'm him, I, I, I've heard that too. Like, Oh, like, do you trust Frank Pollock to develop? I, who Jackson Carmen? Like, I'm not saying that it's. I'm he, not saying that to indict Frank Pollock. I'm just saying like you could look at teams that have definitely developed guys. Maybe Frank Cam. We just haven't seen it yet, right? Maybe we've seen a little bit of it. You have seen some improvements, for example, in Cordell Volson from his college tape to to NFL tape in some ways. But you know, you you have a chance to go work with, you know, Callahan in, in Cleveland, maybe, or you know. Green Bay, where it seems like they turn out good linemen all the time. You know, just places that have that recent track record of developing it wouldn't shock me either. But I would kick the tires. I would I would not be opposed to a workout, right? Bring him in, see how he's moving, see how he's playing in a workout. Give him a tryout. I definitely wouldn't be opposed to that. There's a lot of guys they could bring in, though, right? You could talk. You could talk yeah, OJ Howard. Talk we yep. could talk Brock Hoffman, yes. Armand Watts. Interior mm-hmm. defensive lineman, three tech from from Minnesota, Brock Hoffman, interior offensive lineman from Cleveland, who I've talked about the last couple of days, and OJ Howard, who seems like Bengals fans like to talk about just about every year. Yeah, well, honestly, Thad Moss gets cut. You know, Mitch Wilcox. It, it seems like they're pretty comfortable with where Drew Sample and Mitch Wilcox are health wise. But OJ Howard, man, I mean, if you could get him in there, he obviously could play some special teams for you. He's a good blocker. And that's what you're getting with him at this point, to be clear. Like everybody who watched him in Buffalo said the Achilles has really taken something out of OJ Howard, but he's still a good sure. blocker. And and I didn't think he was going way back to the 2017 draft where the Marvin loved him and the Bengals really evaluated him. He was never really that productive at Alabama. And that never translated to productivity in the NFL. Now he does have some pass catching chops, you know, but yeah, I agree. But is he any worse than what you have or is he better than what you have if he's if he's not any worse well obviously you're not interested if he's better then maybe and, and mitch wilcox is the bar so we'll see there the, the good news is he's already making three million mm-hmm. so league minimum type deal that it, because the the bills are still paying him that guaranteed money that's yep. the other concern i would say uh i'll throw out a couple more for you uh arlington hambright offensive lineman max sharping offensive sharping i liked from- the, yeah. the Texans, yeah. Uh, Tyler Johnson, the receiver from the Bucks. I wonder, I, you know, he's played in some big games. He's made some big catches. Yeah. I, ju- I just wonder if they would be interesting. I know that was a surprise. Interested. That was a surprise cut. I would in, be surprised. For some. I would be surprised just the way this team builds its rosters, the, the special teams contributions they're looking for from their wide receivers, the consistency they're looking for. I, yeah. I would do it if I needed a wide receiver who had some upside because he does have upside, but I, I would be a little bit surprised if the Bengals kicked the tires there. I would. I, I think from a receiver standpoint, he could be he could end up being their number four mm-hmm. from a receiver standpoint. But you're mm-hmm. right. Mike Thomas, what does he do on special teams? A lot. Stanley Morgan Jr. obviously does a lot on special teams and, and has that pass or yeah, the blocking role. I would only want to say pass blocking, that blocking role mm-hmm. on offense. Um, the other one, Chuma Doga. Is, is another guy. I, I mean, there's a lot of offensive linemen that I think, uh, you, you know, could be interesting. They're not going to be interested in Deontay Brown. Remember big old Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama. He was mm. released by the Panthers. Mm. I don't think that would be someone they'd be open to, but there's a lot of linemen out there. 
And so I, I, I do wonder if, if Frank's like, hey, man, you guys gave me Jackson Carmen in, in 2021. Can I get this guy? You know, I, I wonder. Who knows? If it's just a guy that he liked more or like mm-hmm. really liked in the pre-draft process. Mike, Matt like Sharping him, yeah. is a guy that I liked in, in yeah. the draft process. Another guy, Nick Kwiatkowski, was, was released. And I don't think they need a linebacker. I don't think there's any way this happens. But that name really yeah. stood out to me. I've had a soft Surprising. spot for him for years. In Atlanta? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'll Full disclosure, like a week ago, I had this really long dynasty league draft and it's an auction draft and there's idp so you get you have two linebackers two defensive mm-hmm. linemen two corners and i took kwiatowski i was like oh someone's got to make tackles in atlanta well looks like i'm getting a new linebacker because he's a free yeah. agent and yeah we are not rostering free agents in dream league yeah the the last one i want to talk about just for a couple more seconds here is armand watts i mentioned him interior defensive lineman for minnesota was like yeah. in the running to start for minnesota they made a trade, I think, for Ross Blacklock from the Texans shortly after his release TCU, was announced. I believe. Yep, TCU. Um, but Armand Watts was a guy that had like if if he if the Bengals need a three tech, and maybe they feel like Zach Carter is the guy and they're looking for nose tackles instead. And I know there's been some talk about like Shelton and, and nose tackle types, but Armand Watts stands out to me as like a pretty solid player. That was a very surprising release from Minnesota. He he's a solid player, man, and and I think they need some interior pass rushing depth, and we'll see if they're interested there. I don't know. I, I'm kind of skeptical that any of these guys will be guys that the Bengals end up going after. I feel like projecting or or like suggesting targets at this part of the year is is really like throwing darts mm-hmm. blindly and and hoping that something hits, but. It'll be interesting to see if they do make any moves here because I yeah. expect them to. I don't expect the 53 to stay the same. If it does stay the same, we know what's happening. Jesse Bates is going on. Mike Thomas is coming back. Cam Taylor Britt is going to IR. Khaled Kareem is going to IR. Beyond that, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think um, oddly enough, just given, you know, I mean, they, they claimed two cornerbacks last year. And I, I'm not saying that they're not happy with Alan George or anything like that, but I wonder if th- they seem to have this eye. You know, Luana Rumo, you know, he got it right with Trey Flowers. Yeah, could they could they go that route? I, who knows? Maybe there's a corner that we're we're missing. But honestly, let's be real here. You want to see an offensive lineman? That's why we spent five minutes on Leatherwood or whatever we did. Uh, and it doesn't have to be him, by the way. Not saying that. Mm-hmm. Can you find another quality backup lineman, whether it's interior? Whether it's a tackle, whether it's both, uh, you, know, you know, a guy that can play both, that's the thing that that really stands out to me about this roster because they're still thin after the the starting lineup, and who knows how good that that starting five is going to be? They're still pretty thin, and it wouldn't be bad to have Cordell Volson insurance because I don't think anyone expects Jackson Carmen to be Cordell Volson insurance. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It would be nice to feel better about the depth. They have five backup offensive linemen on this team right now. That's a lot. I mean, they, they've carried eight offensive linemen quite frequently in the last 10 years. And I know that includes the Marvin Lewis era. They have a lot of offensive linemen on this team right now. And I think the reason for that is because they don't necessarily feel great mm-hmm. about some of these backups. And they're trying to continue to develop and continue to work that out. And so we'll see. I, I certainly, I think, am in agreement with you that what I would prioritize would be an offensive lineman. We'll see what happens. We'll break it down as the Bengals are back to it tomorrow. 
practices are they practicing tomorrow james on yep. wednesday practices yep. back on so we'll start to get some some practice notes some press conference notes practice we're talking about practice again practice here on lockdown Bengals. Practice. until next time Bengals fans thanks for listening to the lockdown Bengals podcast we'll talk to you next time who day and have a good one